Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Aura Room, an inspiring space for divine spiritual seekers looking to answer their soul's calling and align with their purpose. I am your host, Ilette Lewis, and I am here to help you find your light and awaken to your truth. Together, we will cover a multitude of spiritual topics, share stories, and deeply dive into what it means to be a soul having a human experience. So come on in and feel the frequency of love, light, and healing energy emanating through your body as you enter the Aura Room. Welcome, welcome. Come on in. Today, I want to talk about being a sensitive person, being an empath, and how important it is to set your boundaries and learn to be in your own space. So this is inspired by the day that I had yesterday. You know that I love to experience things and then teach from that embodied place. I think experience is the best teacher. So yesterday I had a day where I really had some breakthroughs in terms of things that I have been desiring to come in. Uh, feeling a little lost, feeling like I knew that I had an idea wanting to come through, but I didn't have clarity clarity on that idea yet. And that can be frustrating because we have to allow the space to let those things come through and let those things flow to us. And frustration tends to block that when you feel like you are in a, a block creatively. And you continue to focus on that block and on that frustration, you don't really make any moves. You don't open up the flow because you're stuck in that frustration. So anyway, yesterday I had some breakthroughs. I had a shift in awareness and a lot of things just started dropping in. I had the idea to start creating some courses that have been on my mind and then I also had clarity, clarity, (laughs) why am I having such a difficult time saying clarity? I also had some clarity around uh, what they were going to look like. So I am currently working on two of those courses now and I started to feel this, excuse me, I still have... uh, I guess the after effects of <clears throat> the COVID, which I ended up getting after Christmas, the day after Christmas. And it's like the gift that keeps on giving, you know, the, like the little phlegm that doesn't go away. I'd have to do a, an entire episode on my experience with that, which felt so incredibly unnatural. It was wild. But um, back to what I was saying. I started to receive this clarity around these things that I wanted to do and I began to feel this fire growing within me and it felt so good. It's that life force energy, that creation. When we start to bring things into fruition, when we start to feel that stirring and we start to get the ball rolling and moving and I am a generator, which is all about that sacral and life force energy. When we start to create and really start doing it from a deep place of passion and desire, oh, it just feels so good and so many things start falling into place. So I was feeling really good, really high vibe, 
um, really excited. I still am in that excitement phase. I love that beginning stage of starting to create something when you know that you are about to birth something and you have like that little feeling inside that oh, it just it feels so good. That's why I love creating new things. I'm the type of person that constantly has to be creating new things. I don't tend to stay in one thing for too long once I feel like uh, that's it. I've I've just um, outgrown it or it doesn't feel like that magic anymore. Then I start to move on to the next thing and look for ways on how to create. So while I was in that process, um, <clears throat> there was a point where I went to pick up my oldest daughter from school and I was able to go do that by myself. Now, this is very rare. Every time that I have to go pick up the kids, I obviously have to take the little girls with me because Eddie's either on a phone call or getting some work done or whatnot. So the girls are always with me. And I had the opportunity because Eddie was free, my husband, to go and pick up Sophia by myself. And when I was doing that, I was able to just be with myself and be with my own thoughts and sit in my own energy and just really take in the world around me and it felt so good to not be in anyone else's field to not be in anyone else's energy to just be in my own sitting in my own sacred power it was so fulfilling so enriching so empowering and i was like oh this is so needed as sensitives, as empaths, as people in general, but mainly as sensitives, we pick up so much from the world around us, from our environment, from people in our space. I've said it before, even from scrolling on social media, you are going to pick up a lot of imprints, a lot of things that don't belong to you, a lot of things that aren't your own, a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas even. And all that starts to cloud your aura. It starts to get into your energy field and it starts building up like gunk. And then it's hard to decipher between, wait, what's mine? What's not mine? What did I pick up? Are these my feelings? Are those projected feelings? Why am I feeling all this stuff into my space? in my space? And you start to learn how to distinguish between what is yours and what isn't yours the more that you sit in your own power, the more that you get clear in who you are, what your energy feels like, um, what your thoughts are, not projected or imprinted thoughts. And I was like, wow, I really need to do a podcast episode about this, even though I did say that my next one would be the astral projection one, which it is coming, but... I said, I really need to do a podcast episode on this because I feel like if you are someone who is drawn to this podcast, chances are that you are a sensitive person, a sensitive being, and this is going to, you're going to relate to this somehow. And here's the thing a lot of sensitive people aren't really aware that they are that sensitive. And a lot of them tend to be depressed. We see this a lot with empaths. They tend to be really depressed, suffer from a lot of depression, and it doesn't even stem from their own thoughts and their own energy. It's just that they are like sponges soaking up everything in their field. And the more that the collective intensifies and the more that the collective shadow is exposed, the more you have to be aware of everything that you are picking up and the more you have to protect your energy, protect your space. 
So how do you do that? You do that by being alone and sitting in your own energy, sitting in your power. So many people are so distracted, constantly scrolling, constantly looking for some way to be busy or some way to escape, whether it's with the drugs or the TV or just constantly trying to run away from your thoughts because a lot of times I know your thoughts can be scary, your thoughts can be limiting, your thoughts can be dark, but in order for you to be able to process that and clear your field, you need to sit with yourself, you need to sit with those thoughts, you need to get quiet, you need to be in those moments of solitude so that you can say, okay, why am I thinking this way? Why am I feeling this way? What is making me react, respond this way? This is all part of shadow work, which is going to be a big, big part of one of the courses that I am creating. I'm going to give you the tools. I'm going to help you uh, walk yourself through doing those exercises, but more on that to come. But I just wanted to stress the importance of that because in that moment yesterday where I was sitting with myself, I was like, wow, this is so needed. I have been abandoning myself, not because I really want to, but it's just been the nature of my life lately, especially since all of us are always home all of the time. Eddie works from home. I work from home. The little girls are always home. It's only Sophia and Noah, my two older kids, my 11 and um, eight-year-old that go to school but we're always in each other's energy so much so that even the house starts to feel smaller and there's no room for me to escape so even taking that moment to go to pick up Sophia by myself was so important and it made me realize that I need to start carving out more time to be alone, to be by myself, whether it is a trip to the grocery store by myself. Even though that's probably a bad example because um, grocery stores can be overwhelming because with all the people there, that is a lot of energy in the field too. What I like to do since I am so sensitive is I either go to the grocery store really, really early in the morning or I go shopping really, really early in the morning so that when I go, it's not like prime time busy. And even when I used to work during the week that I wasn't able to go to the grocery store super early, what I would do is I would still get up on the weekend on Saturday or Sunday and my local grocery store opens at seven o'clock in the morning and I would be there at seven in the morning when it opened because I knew that it was going to be empty and I wouldn't have to encounter so many people in my field. And um, that's a great tip for you if you do feel like you are extremely sensitive. Try to do things that allow you to still go out um, so you're not like always in that hermit mode being by yourself because we tend to get into these hermit modes and these times of um, isolation because we're so sensitive, right? But there are still ways for you to get out in nature to do things, but just Try to do them around a time where you know that it's less busy, a little more quiet. Maybe for you, the nighttime is your jam. So maybe while everyone in your house goes to sleep, you're able to stay up and just be by yourself in the stillness of the night, in the quiet. 
I can't do that. I am not a night person at all. The minute that the sun goes down, I am already getting sleepy. I always say I'm like the rooster. I get up when the sun comes up, and by the time the sun goes down, I am already depleted. I'm like, okay, I am done. <laughs> but I will be the one to wake up like at four o'clock in the morning and be ready, ready to get up, ready to go. And I honestly would be doing that as well, but since my little one still sleeps with me, if I get up, she stirs, she wakes up, and it's just, it's been a lot. It's been a lot, and I've had to get clear and honest with myself and be like, okay, you cannot continue to give from this empty space because you are going to burn out. Self-care is so important especially when you want to be of service to others and especially when you are over, overly sensitive. Your sensitivity is a beautiful, beautiful gift. The only thing is that you have to know how to manage it. You have to know how to work with it. The more sensitive you become, the more sensitive you also become to certain foods. You find that the things that you once used to enjoy, you may not be enjoying anymore or you may not be able to enjoy them anymore because now they sit heavy with you, which is why a lot of people who go on that spiritual path end up uh, moving toward a plant-based diet because it feels less dense because meat can be very heavy and everyone is different i for one i do enjoy my meat i tend to eat more paleo but i do like fish and chicken because it's just lighter on my stomach and my veggies but i do feel like i can't be one of those people who overly seasons their food or eats too much salt or eats too much fast food I, I can't do it because my body rejects it. I am very sensitive. Whereas I notice my husband will season things and he's like, oh, this has no flavor. This has no, and I'm like, really? For me, it's so flavorful. I taste it so much, so intensely because I am more sensitive. But you have to figure out what that looks like and what that is for you. No one can tell you otherwise. You have to get very clear and you have to learn to trust yourself, trust your field and trust your body. How do you do that? Being with yourself. I will say it over and over again. Carve out time to be with yourself, to take care of yourself. I also wanted to make it my mission this year. If you guys listen to my episode on alignment and embodiment, I really wanted to make it my mission this year to be fully embodied and to be in my body and not trying to escape my body. To just sit here with myself in the here and now and that's another thing that I was thinking about yesterday and I was thinking, okay, I need to also make time to take care of my vessel and what that looks like and feels good to me is pampering myself. I want long, warm showers. I want to go and get a massage. I want to go and get facials. I want to try acupuncture, I want to get lymphatic massages, I want to do more body work, more yoga, more dancing, things that I really feel are going to allow me to move that energy around my body. 
Because my body is my sacred vessel. It is through our bodies that we manifest. We get the divine inspiration from the ethers, but then we have to bring it in and integrate it through our bodies. Our bodies are the vessels. Our bodies are what we use to bring things to life. And if you are a healer or an energy worker, you understand the importance of this and how important it is to take care of yourself. And as parents, or as we get really busy in general, I feel like we tend to ignore that. And I have, like I said, gone through that period where I've kind of put myself a little bit on the back burner, and I don't really feel too much like myself. And I was thinking, oh, I've abandoned myself a little bit. I don't have my workout routine the way that I used to. And I feel really, really good when I have a set routine for working out in the morning. Everything else in my life, I tend to flow through. I'm not one to stick to schedules or bullet points or, you know, the one, two, threes. I tend to live more in flow and on divine inspiration. But when it comes to my body and my workout routine, that is something that makes me feel really good when I have that routine in place. And I also have to have it be a workout that I enjoy. I am not the type to be able to say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to bust my butt and do all of these workouts that I hate because it's good for me. I can't do that. I have to do a workout that I love and I have to move my body in a way that I love. For me, that is spinning. I love the high vibe energy of it. I love the music. I actually really love the classes. When it comes to that, I do enjoy the group. I enjoy being in a group setting when it comes to working out. I love um, just feeding off of everybody's high vibe and energy. I feel like it empowers me and it motivates me because I am moving that energy around. I am not in other people's energy fields and being stagnant because the way that we receive energy in our body is, uh, um, I mean, the way that... um energy flows through our body is that it wants to move right energy wants to move energy is constantly in motion it doesn't want to come in and then just be stagnant that's why we tend to fall into anger when we have a lot of fire if we are fire dominant and we all have all the elements within us but if we are someone who has a lot of aries um, a lot of mars energy like the sign of aries that is why lower vibration of Aries tends to go into anger and explode. And I do have an Aries moon. And it is because the energy that is flowing within you isn't being directed in a healthy way. If you have a child who has a lot of energy and constantly seems angry or uptight or fidgety or bouncing off the walls, more than likely it is because that child needs an outlet for that energy. Karate contact sports, uh, dance, going outside, burning off steam, jumping on a trampoline, doing something to get that energy moving. And we all have that. And so you need to get familiar with how you receive that energy and how it wants to flow and move through you. I've talked about this before when I also get that air energy, which is that mental energy flowing to me. When I don't move it around and get it out, it looks like a lot of jumbled thoughts. So it can be anxiety. 
Uh, it can be even depression. It can be a lot of mental chatter. And it's your body telling you, hey, let's get this energy out. Let's put it on a piece of paper. Let's share it on a podcast. Let's get on an Instagram story and talk. You are going to know what that feels like by tuning into your body. You can even ask your body, okay, I am feeling xyz how can i move this energy around because energy that we do not move around that we receive in our body it gets stuck whether it be anger whether it be frustration whatever it is it gets stuck in our field and in our body and it starts to manifest as physical dis-ease a lot of the illnesses that we see are from energy that has come into our field that has remained stagnant that we haven't moved out unprocessed emotions unprocessed emotions stay in our field and they have an effect on us as well traumas that we don't process all of that we're constantly picking up like little antennas into our field a great book on this if you haven't read it already is um anatomy of the spirit by Carolyn Mice, you know, my favorite. And then also there's one by Louise Hay, which I haven't read the actual book, but I go online um, to find like excerpts from it all of the time. What is it called? Oh my goodness. What is it called? Louise Hay. I'm going to have to put it in the show notes because I'm drawing a blank, but it's basically how our emotions manifest into physical diseases or physical Uh, discomfort and it's about getting to the root cause emotionally of that problem because like I said we're constantly picking up things in our field so uh, yes get clear on that if you are an empath and being sensitive and another major thing for empaths that came into my awareness yesterday again and I wanted to talk about today is setting boundaries I've been talking about this a lot lately because it's been something that I've had to do. And in the past, as someone who felt like I just wanted to pour all of my love out into the world and help people, the line between helping people and not being a martyr became really blurred. That's the beauty of Pisces and Neptune and that Pisces energy. It's that oneness. It's those rose-colored glasses. It's where we all melt into one. But what happens with Pisces, it's like think of an ocean. You don't know where you start and the other person begins or however that saying goes, right? So you don't know. It's like, what's me? What's not mine? That's Pisces as well. If you have a lot of Pisces in your chart, you tend to be an empath. You don't really know how to decipher between what's yours and what isn't or distinguish between what's yours and what isn't so one of the important things to do is to set those boundaries and the more that you value yourself and value your work and get clear with yourself the more that you are able to set those boundaries from an empowered place and not feel guilty about it so yesterday after i had that high vibe and i was working on those courses all day i ended up getting a few messages on my instagram um, through my dms of people sending me their birth charts like screenshots of their birth charts asking me if i can please help them read their birth chart uh help them um 
you know, figure it out. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is, I think I got like three or four people sending me their charts. And I was like, wow, like I'm working on courses that have to do with astrology today. And now I'm having these people in my DMs asking me to read their chart. So I see a universe. Thank you for sending me this and letting me know that, okay, what you're working on, there is a need. People want to learn. People want to know. But then also I have to set those boundaries because before when I was first learning about astrology and getting into readings, people would DM me or people would DM me, which they still do like personal problems and questions and all of that. And I would answer, I would respond, but then I started realizing, wait a minute, I have to set a boundary here. I cannot be everyone's therapist. I cannot be everyone's astrologer. I cannot constantly give, give, give without my own energetic boundaries and without valuing myself and my time and my energy. Because it does take a lot of time and energy to constantly be in those DMs and constantly answering people. And this is energy that I can be using and channeling into a course that is not only going to give me an energetic exchange and return for my time and my work, but it is going to then help others, help so many other people. And I also realized that one-on-one work is not really my calling. I like to help people, but one-on-one just feels very limiting to me because I feel like my energy can best be used to put into something like a course where then I can share that with so many people. So it takes from me some of my time and some of my hours to then be able to expand that into reaching so many more people. I've always been more into that type of expansive energy and it is because I have my midheaven and my Jupiter in Aquarius, which is all about community. And I also have my moon in the 11th house, which is again all about community. So I do love even my workouts, group settings. I love groups. I love being around people. I love putting out work that's going to be able to help a lot of people. But at the same time, I realized that the only way that I can do that and sustain that is by first taking care of myself and setting those boundaries. And so I even uh, made an announcement on my stories. And I was like, please, guys, I love you so much. I really do. And I'm not singling anyone out. But please understand that I cannot be reading your birth charts for you in my DMs. It's just not something that I can sit there and give all of my energy to because I have so many things going on. And that's not to say like for my friends, I'll do that all the time. Like I've been at a party and we start talking about astrology and then um, a couple of friends want to pull up their birth charts and I help them and I read it. And I have no problem doing that and I have no problem doing stuff for free and like pro bono and uh, I don't know if that's a only a legal term I know pro bono is when you do like give legal services to someone for free I don't know if that applies to uh, things in general or if it's just a law thing but anyway you know what I mean I have no problem doing that when I am doing it from a full space when you are giving from an overflow because your well is so full that your water is just spilling over you can do that You can do that because you're giving from a place of fullness and not a place of scarcity. 
when you, when the world, when God, when the universe provides you with abundance and you have your needs taken care of and you are overflowing, now you can give more to your community. And that is Aquarius, right? You are able to give from that overflow. And I love to give and it feels so good to give, but from a full place. Even as a mom, if I haven't worked on myself and I start to be snappy at my kids, I'm like, oh, I need to take care of myself. I need to take care of myself because I am no good to anyone else when I am depleted and trying to give from that depletion. Just like working, I cannot create something if I am creating it from a place of fear, from a place of scarcity, from feeling like if I don't create this now, then I'm not going to make money. If I don't create this now, then I'm going to be in a rut. If I don't create... You cannot create from that place. You need to create from a place and a space of fullness. And you are going to be able to do that when you work on yourself, when you feel good. And it'll just happen and it'll flow and it'll start coming. And so much so that last night, I was so much in that flow and that creative energy that it was nine o'clock and I was like, whoa, okay, I still have so much energy. I feel like getting up and like writing an entire essay. I feel like I am ready to go. This life force energy just wants to move through me. And you know that it feels really, really good when you're in that space, but you also have to honor the times where you're like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I cut it off. I draw the line here because I feel like with that hustle culture that we are in now, we also get caught up in that like, go, go, go more, more, more. And it's like, that's great if you're feeling it, if you're vibing with the more, more, more. But if you're doing that and you're burning yourself out, you're not honoring your body. You're not honoring your space. You need to give yourself time to rest because we are cyclical we ebb and we flow and we need to honor those natural cycles, especially as women. Just look at your body. Tune into your body. You are the divine feminine. Your cycles, you, you, um, you get your periods and you are tuned into that rhythmic energy. We are divine cyclic beings. And I feel, and this is just something that I have observed, I feel like a lot of women in this society are burnt out and they are suffering with fertility as a result of it because their body is getting them to say, hey, wait a minute, pay attention. I need you to slow down. I need you to tune into more of your divine feminine energy. I need you to surrender more to give yourself time to relax to give yourself time to just be and sit back in the day the mother would have the children and she would stay home and she would give her energy to the child and be more in that flow but now a lot of women and not that there's anything wrong with it but a lot of women try to take on too much more than their body can handle and it's being the mother and being the caretaker and cleaning the house and going to work and being a major breadwinner and then coming back and then and we have so many women who are just so burnt out because they're not honoring their cycles and I do feel like that is affecting fertility as well And maybe even if it's something that you're not aware of, something that is lying in your uh, subconscious mind, in the back of your mind thinking, I want a kid, I want to bring a kid into the world, but is my life really allowing for the space to bring that in? So I want you to ask yourself, how are you creating the space for what you want to bring in, whether that be 
a child or whether that be a new project or whether that be more. And I feel like I tend to get into that space too where I am like, okay, I want to create something. I want to bring this in. I want to take my career to the next level. I want to step into my purpose. And it's also like, but how are you cultivating the space for that to come in? What do you need to let go of to allow something new? Because you can't possibly hold it all. We think we want more. We think we want the expansion in our business. We think we want the child. We think we want all of these things. But when we really sit down and think about it, it's like, wait, is my life really open to receiving all of that right now? Can I handle the expansion of my business? What is that going to look like? If right now I said I wanted to take my business to the next level and that means working extra hours or that means being away from my kids for much longer, am I really willing to do that? Is that where I am? Can I hold the magnitude and the power of what it is going to take to really call in and manifest what it is that I want? And a lot of times our, our desires aren't manifesting and we get frustrated and we're like, why isn't this working out? Why am I not able to manifest this? And it is because we really do not have the capacity to hold it at the current time. And when you work with your higher self, you know, and this is something that I always uh, teach and talk about is work with your higher self so that your higher self who has the perspective can bring in things to you that are in alignment in perfect and divine timing because your higher self knows through that uh, perspective what you can handle at any given moment. So I always say, I, pl I want to manifest this. I want to call this in. I know that it's already happening. Please allow me to create the space for it to come in. And if there are any blocks and things that I am not seeing, please bring them to the surface so that I can see them and work through them. Bring me to those ahas and then I surrender and I let it go. And I trust that the things will come to me and come into alignment in perfect timing when they are meant to. And a lot of that does take that energy of surrendering and not getting stuck in the why, why, why isn't this happening? Why is it? There are things that are still being woven and worked out in ways that you cannot yet see. And we have to really trust. Oh, okay. So that is it for today's little talk. I hope that you gained something from this. If you are a sensitive person, if you are an empath, I hope that you start setting those boundaries. Start spending time with yourself and understand that your value and your worth is not tied to people-pleasing, setting boundaries. When you set a boundary that is healthy, this is another thing that I wanted to touch on that I just remembered. When you set a boundary that is healthy, it feels really, really good. It feels good to you. It feels good in your body. It feels empowering. It feels so empowering. You don't have shame. You don't have guilt. It's like, wow, that felt really good. The only person that the boundary may upset is someone who is trying to leech off of your energy. That is the only person who it'll upset. Anyone else um, will understand it, will honor your boundary. And if someone is trying to leech off of that energy, then you know that the boundary is more important than ever. But I also felt that yesterday when I set that boundary, I was like, wow, this felt really good. The old me would have probably been like, I need to help. I need to help. Oh my God, I need to help people. But it's like, 
you you do if you want to you you need to help because you have that desire to help but you need to make sure that you honor yourself first and you give from your overflow all right so i will catch you in the next episode which i want to sit down and have it structured which is going to be about astral projections and let me tell you my little one my little scorpio rising (laughs) ruled by pluto mila who is three, is starting to have dreams and what I feel are astral travels. But we're going to get into that in the next episode. It's going to be wild. It's going to be freaking crazy. So get ready to expand your consciousness, open your mind to some pretty wild stuff that we're going to talk about in the next episode. Okay, sending you so much love today and always. Bye-bye now. Mm -hmm.